So no matter what you're dealing with in life, the gospel of Christ, whatever challenge, whatever problem that you're facing, the gospel of grace is the answer. If you're feeling condemned, the gospel of grace is the solution. Because in the gospel of grace, righteousness is revealed. Just say, I am under grace. Wherever you are right now, say, I am under grace. And in grace, righteousness is revealed. And I am the righteousness of God. I receive, say it, I receive the revelation of righteousness, which means I am accepted by God. I am approved by God. I am who God says I am. And he says, I'm righteous. I am accepted. I am approved. I am not guilty. I am not condemned because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and I am in Christ Jesus. I am well-pleasing to God. It doesn't matter if other people don't approve of me, God approves of me. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. All right, everybody, welcome to the Living by Grace podcast. I'm Dr. Al Jennings, and today it's just me, no guest, but it's going to be good. I'm going to talk about the gospel of grace. Yes, after all, this podcast is called Living by Grace Podcast. So, what is the gospel of grace? And we are under a new covenant of grace, all right? And I want to first talk about, we're going to break down these words, gospel and grace. First of all, gospel, what does that mean, all right? In the Greek, the Greek word for the Old, excuse me, the New Testament was originally written in Greek, and the Greek word is evangelion, evangelion, all right? That's the Greek word for gospel, okay? And the book of Philippians, typically people think of joy as the theme for Philippians, but actually, now joy does appear several times in Philippians, and people tend to assume that that's the theme, and I wouldn't have any argument with that. I mean, I'm splitting hairs right now, but there's a word that's used more frequently in Philippians than joy, and that's evangelion, all right? That's mentioned more times than joy. So we could say that gospel, evangelion, is the theme of Philippians. And it's a very interesting word. Um, It's been said that in the Greek culture in the day in which the Bible was written, you could hardly find any literature with that word. It's been said that it was only found 
twice in all of Greek literature that word evangelion. And why? Well, there's a reason for that. Um, the word means a proclamation of good news or a message of good news. And the reason why it was rarely used is because this word was a very strong word. It describes something that was such high quality that there wasn't very much use for it because there wasn't anything that was going on in that day that you could use that word with. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but it, it wasn't much use for it in that day because th there wasn't something of such a high degree that you would use that word to describe it. That's the best way I can explain it. All right. So, I mean, something that is so good, such a high quality. It has to be such a high quality to use that word. And so Paul uses it. And he used it frequently in the book of Philippians. And Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the evangelion. Now, Jesus wouldn't have spoken Greek, okay? He would have spoken Hebrew. But that's how what he said was translated in the book of Mark, okay? Again, what does gospel mean? What does evangelion mean? A proclamation of good news or a message of good news. And so gospel is a powerful, powerful word. That's what I want to get over to you. It's, it's glad tidings. Some people call it glad tidings, and that's appropriate. Good news. It's news that sounds too good to be true. Okay. So what Jesus, and here's what I want you to see, this new covenant that Jesus brought us into, this new covenant of grace, sounds too good to be true. But it's true. And we're living in it right now. All right? So that's gospel. Now, let's talk about grace. Grace is charis, and that means unmerited favor. Okay? Grace is unmerited favor. What's unmerited? You don't earn it. You don't work for it. You don't even deserve it. You just get it. All right, so let's put those two words together. Our topic is, our subject today is, what is the gospel of grace? So if you put those two words together, the gospel of grace is the good news of God's unmerited favor. All right, the good news. News that sounds too good to be true of God's unmerited favor.
Now, let's look at a few scriptures. Galatians chapter 1, beginning in verse 6, Paul says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Okay, pause here. I want you to notice the phrase that Paul uses, grace of Christ. Now, let me give you a background, uh, excuse me, a backdrop of the book of Galatians. The, the, the people in the Galatian church, the Galatians, the church of Galatia, all right, they have been saved. Now, they were a Gentile church. This is not a Jewish church. They're Gentiles. They got saved. But after they got saved, they don't know anything about the law, the law of Moses. All right. When Jesus said it is finished on the cross, he meant John 1930, that the law was finished. And he ushered in a new covenant of grace. All right. Now, the Gentile church, they weren't ever under the law. And so they're Gentiles. A Gentile simply is a non-Jew. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. So once they got saved, these Judaizers came in and tried to convince them to keep the law. And they were never under the law. And Paul was astonished. He was shocked that some of them were trying to keep the law that they were never given in the first place. But these Judaizers came in and tried to convince them to keep the law. And Paul says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Now pause. You've been called into, in this new covenant, if you're a believer, you've been called into the grace of Christ. But Paul was astonished that they're turning to a different gospel. This lets us know and this is very important because some people think that when we preach grace, we're preaching a different gospel, but actually it's the opposite. If you're not under grace, okay, or if you don't preach the gospel of grace and you're not under the gospel of grace, that's a different gospel. Anything other Another way to say it, anything other, listen carefully, anything other than the gospel of grace is a different gospel. Okay. And by the way, grace is not a message. Grace is a person and his name is Jesus. See, in John chapter one, it says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Titus says, the grace of God has appeared. What does it mean, the grace of God has appeared? Jesus brought in grace. Grace is not a thing, it's a person, and his name is Jesus. Grace appeared, that's Jesus, all right? But let's get back to this. You're called in the grace of Christ. And it, it says, Paul says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a, get a different gospel. Again, point number one, anything other than the gospel of grace is a different gospel. Verse seven, 
Not that there is another one. Wow. You see that? Not that there is another one. You're turning to a different gospel. I'm shocked. I'm amazed you're turning to a different gospel. He's saying there ain't another one. So the, so the gospel of grace is the only gospel. Pause. Wow. Watch. Watch this. But there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. Wait a minute. Pause. He's saying the same thing differently. Let's go back to verse 6. He calls the gospel, remember, this news that's so good. It sounds too good to be true. Very seldom used word in Greek literature because it, it was just nothing would qualify to call it gospel. And Paul is talking about this gospel of grace that's he, he's describing something. And, and in, the, in, that, in that Greek culture, since that word was seldom associated with anything because nothing was, nothing was that good, Paul uses it to describe the grace of Christ. Oh, man, watch this. Watch this. There are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But in verse 6, he says, the grace of Christ. Verse 7, he says, the gospel of Christ. Is he talking about two different gospels? No. Because he already told you there is not another gospel. So you're called in the grace of Christ. He's really call, he's calling that the gospel. And he said, but y'all are turning to a different gospel. So he's telling you the grace of Christ is the gospel, right? But then he uses different words, a different phrase. He says, the gospel of Christ in verse 7. This can't be different because he said there's not another gospel. So it's got to be the same one. So if we're, if we're playing Jeopardy, and in Jeopardy, they give you these clues in the form of an answer, all right? And then you give the question. So let's play Jeopardy, all right? And so the category is the new covenant for $10,000. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Y'all may think this is for real, okay? This is, no, no. I'm not giving away $10,000. So let's get that out the way. Um, the new covenant for $10,000 only illustration illustrative purposes. Okay. All right. So the clue is the gospel of Christ. That's your clue. Ah. 
I wish I had a button. Raise my hand to answer the question. Okay. What is the gospel of grace? Get it? The clue is gospel of Christ. Answer, what is the gospel of grace? Yes. $10,000 for Dr. Jennings. I won. All right. So my point is, the gospel of Christ is the gospel of grace. So there isn't, there's not another gospel. So the gospel of Christ is the gospel of grace. It's two ways of saying the same thing. So grace is not a message. It's the gospel. It's Jesus. It's the gospel of Christ. So Let's put those two definitions together. I gave you a definition of angelion, which is good news, basically. Grace is the good news. Excuse me. Grace is unmerited favor. Put those two words together. The gospel of Christ the gospel of grace. What is the gospel of grace? It's the good news of God's unmerited favor. All right? Powerful stuff. Look at verse 8. But even, this is how important it is that we preach the gospel of grace. But even if we are an angel from heaven, now this is deep, I'm still processing this. Even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you. Now, he already told you what gospel it is, the gospel of grace. Let him be accursed. Wow. Wow. I said, wow. He said, if we, even if an angel from heaven preaches a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be a curse. Verse 9, in case you misunderstood, he doubles down. And he said, as we have said before, and so I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, which is what? The gospel of Christ, which is what? The gospel of grace, which is what? The good news of God's unmerited favor. Favor you don't work for. Favor you don't earn favor you don't merit, favor you don't deserve. If anyone preaches any other gospel than that, let him be accursed. And I'm just going to leave it right there. Okay, now let's take it a little bit further just to um, drive in this point. Paul is preaching here in the book of Acts. He's ministering to some elders, which I believe is referring to pastors of churches. It's like a pastor's conference that Paul is holding. And so in the midst of what he's sharing with these pastors, he says in verse 24, but I do not account my life of any value, nor 
as precious to myself. Acts 20, 24. If only I may finish my course or his assignment in ministry and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. All right, so we're not, not just pulling some isolated scripture. We're, we're confirming this with other scripture. Scripture interprets scripture. All right? So Paul is calling the gospel here the gospel of the grace of God. Look at verse 32. And now, and now I commend you And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. What word? See, when you're preaching the gospel, when you're preaching the word of God, when you're preaching the true word word of God, again, the law came through Moses. We're not under that anymore. Jesus finished that on the cross. He said, it is finished. That means the law was finished. All right? You're not under the law. You're under grace. The law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And people say, well, you got to, I, I don't know. You, you, you got to preach the truth too. You got to balance grace with truth. No, you don't balance grace with truth. Grace is the truth. <clears throat> if you break that down, Jesus is really talking about the same thing. Grace and truth. All right, grace and truth are the same thing. And you should be able to figure that out just from the scriptures that we looked at because Paul's ministry, he said, the ministry that he received from Jesus <laughs> is the gospel of the grace of God. But when you're preaching the grace of God, you're preaching the truth. When you're preaching the truth, God's word is truth, you're preaching the grace of Christ because grace of, the grace of Christ is the truth. Amen. Now, Paul said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. What's the word of grace able to do? It's powerful. It's able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Okay? Now, let's look at Titus. Just a few more scriptures I want to share with you. Titus 3.7 from the New Living Translation, it says, because of his grace, because of his grace, he made us right in his sight. This is talking about righteousness. Jesus became sin that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All right. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight or made us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Now, Grace, because of grace, 
Righteousness has been imparted to us. The moment that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you're righteous because of his grace. Now, remember what we said about what the gospel of Christ is. It's the gospel of grace. Paul said in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in it, verse 17, for in it, see, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. So in it, Paul said, the subject is the gospel of Christ. He says, I'm not ashamed of it. So in the gospel of, in the gospel of grace, the gospel of Christ is the gospel of grace. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which is the gospel of grace. You could say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of grace, for it is the power of God. We'll come back to that in a second. So in it, in what? In this gospel, righteousness is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just or the righteous just means righteous. Some translation says the just shall live by faith. I'm reading from the ESV. It says the righteous shall live by faith. So in the gospel, in the good news, righteousness is revealed. Wow. What's revealed? Righteousness, which means that you have right standing with God. What does that mean? That means you're accepted by God. You're approved you're not guilty. There's therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You're accepted. You're approved. You're not guilty. You're well-pleasing to God. Not because of any obedience on your part, but because of Jesus' obedience. Romans 5 says, by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners. And by one man's obedience, Jesus, many will be made righteous. You're righteous by Jesus' obedience, not your own. And I want to close with this. The gospel of Christ, which is, I know I'm, I'm, I'm wearing this out but I, I don't ever want you to forget it. This gospel of grace is the gospel. It's the gospel of Christ. It is the good news of God's unmerited favor. In the gospel, righteousness is revealed. And I don't care what you're going through, whatever the situation, the gospel the gospel of grace, the gospel of Christ is the power of God to overcome anything you may be going through. Hallelujah. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel of Christ, 
For it is, what is? The gospel of Christ. The gospel of grace is the power of God for salvation. The word salvation is an all-inclusive word. It means deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, ooh, glory to God, soundness, prosperity. So the gospel of grace is the power of God for deliverance. The gospel of grace is the power of God for preservation. The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto safety. It's the power of God that will keep you safe. The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto soundness, soundness of mind. Glory to God. The gospel of Christ, the gospel of grace is the power of God for your prosperity. The gospel of grace is the power of God for your healing. So no matter what you're dealing with in life, the gospel of Christ, whatever challenge, whatever problem that you're facing, the gospel of grace is the answer. Praise God. If you're feeling condemned, the gospel of grace is the solution. Because in the gospel of grace, Righteousness is revealed. Just say, I am under grace. Say, wherever you are right now, say, I am under grace. And in grace, righteousness is revealed. And I am the righteousness of God. I receive, say it, I receive the revelation of righteousness, which means I am accepted by God. I am approved by God. I am who God says I am. And he says, I'm righteous. I am accepted. I am approved. I am not guilty. I am not condemned because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and I am in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God. I am well-pleasing to God. It doesn't matter if other people don't approve of me. God approves of me. My heavenly Father approves of me. Hallelujah. I am my father's favorite child. Glory to God. I am, say it, I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. Let me pray for you before I let you go. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everybody who's listening or watching. I thank you for them right now. And Father God, I just speak blessing to them, Lord. If anyone is in need of healing, I speak healing over them. And 
Father God, I pray that you would take this word that have, has been shared, Father God, and um, reveal to them the understanding of the gospel. Thank you, Lord God. Help them to understand this good news, this new covenant of grace. Give them a revelation of the gospel. For those with financial challenges, I thank you, Father God, that the gospel, the good news, is the power of God for their financial prosperity. There's nothing to worry about. I speak increase over them. Thank you. It's not because of their obedience, but because of Jesus' obedience. You made them righteous. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your unmerited favor. Thank you for the good news. It's the power of God for our deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, and soundness. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, this word is so refreshing. I hope you got something out of this. So glad you've joined us today. That's all I got for you, and I'm out. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.